Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. This week, we congratulate Bob on the arrival of his son, James. Mark denies being pregnant, admits his second memory was of a pantsless birthday, and reveals his incarceration for 20 days. Bob discovers the poop capacity of a mini-me, and thinks neurologists are wizards breaching boundaries. Ever-left-field Wade invents baby condoms, denies premeditated plagiarism, and had a slice of brain on his mantelpiece. From silent passengers and dirty books to scary dicks. Yes, it's time for You Member. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello, gentle listeners, and welcome to another episode of Distractable. I was going to say the first episode of the new year, but that's not even true, because today is like the... What is the date? That. The... Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Yes, good job. Unless... I know that that is today. Today is the... And we recorded this episode on Monday, even though it released Sunday at like 11 p.m., it's uh, fixed it in pre. So we've never been this specific about the date before. I don't know why we should start now. Wait, this episode came out before we recorded it. Yep, simulcast. I don't know. It, I love technology. Well, just bleep out all the date stuff and let them guess when we think today is, and then they'll know. They'll know. Anyway, welcome to Distractable. Uh, it's been a minute since I've hosted an episode, or maybe it hasn't. I don't remember. <laughs> that was last year. I can't remember either. Yeah, that was like a whole year ago or whatever. Yeah, I'm just confused. I don't know what's real anymore. Uh, if there's one thing we know for sure, it's that neither Mark nor myself will be moving back to Ohio ever, 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 ever. That is true. That is 100% yeah, true. Yeah, I really missed you guys, too. We got that all sorted out before we started recording. Um, but yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Happy New Year. This is sort of the first, not to spoil the illusion, but this is sort of the first time we've talked in the new year. I know there was an episode last week talking about the new year, but that was we recorded that before. Mm. Sorry. How is your How's your new year? How is 2023 for you so far? Best year of your life? Everything going planned? Oh, man. I don't even know what the best year of my life would be. That could be a whole episode by itself. What was the best year of your life? Man, everyone in your life really going to be holding their breath on that one. <laughs> well, it had nothing to do with them, so... Yeah, what are they getting upset about? Oh, I'm texting Molly right now. Oh, yeah, that... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that whole wife thing. Oh, God. Ah, interesting. <laughs> I see. Uh, I wasn't even uh, thinking about those years as the best years of my life. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, how could I pick one whenever every year with Molly is the best year of my life? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That's believable. I'll go prepare the doghouse. <laughs> our our new year was early. We hit the Eastern Time Zone New Year at, at 9 p.m. and looked at each other while one of us was probably holding the baby, looking exhausted, and the other one was half asleep. And we're like, Happy New Year. It's been time. You got a baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. Also, there's a baby. Wow. James. His name is James. James. I don't have to call him baby anymore. He has a name now, legally. James. That's a good name. Man, what would you think if I said it wasn't a good name? Oh, does James pay his taxes yet? Do you know tax season's only three months away, little James? Listen, daddy takes care of the taxes, okay? James doesn't have to worry about that. James is that the is, whole point James of having is... a baby to pay your taxes for you and stuff? Uh, I don't know what you've heard about babies, sure. but no. Nobody. No, don't even entertain him about this one. No, <laughs> straight up no. I thought they change your diapers when they get like old enough to get out of their own, and they pay your taxes for you, and I don't know, work so you can All right, retire. so you had the critical ideas of old enough on their own, but what is that age that you think it is? <laughs> After they emerge? You think that's old enough on their own? After the emer- what's it called? The emer- the, the great the emergence. The yeah. emergencing. <laughs> that's why it's the emergency room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got all these pregnant ladies and they're doing their emergencings yeah. in the emergency room. Yeah. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Medical jargon is so lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> It's a stressful situation, childbirth. You have no idea what's going on, so it's uh, it's understandable. So you used the birth detectors and you found that you're not, in fact, still pregnant? It's just the one? Are you talking to me or Bob? I, I'm what? almost pretty sure I'm not pregnant. Mark, do you have any birth detectors in your house? <laughs> birth detectors? Sure. Oh, I didn't replace the batteries on those. I knew that beeping was weird. Wasn't that on this show that I said birth detector? Or was that a different thing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't recognize it, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen here. Oh, I like man. the idea of... So one of us is just like recording like usual. I did the background. You just hear that that chirp 
like the like the smoke detector chirp, just like, <laughs> like ah shit, the birth detector. I didn't change the battery in the birth detector. Oh, Damn man. it! Let me chirp it all day now. I hate waking up to birth drills. <laughs> uh, they're going out of my apartment. When you're in school, you have to do your birth drills. <laughs> birth drills. Ah oh, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, third grade. What a year! I remember all the birth drills. Mm -hmm. Glad we prepared for that. This is weird. Yeah, so we have a baby now. Babies are exhausting and cute. But the main thing about them is poop. Mm. I gotta be honest. Yeah? Is there a lot of it? Con constant. You, you know, I don't even have a thing to compare it to. You know, if there was something you had to do every hour and a half, 24 hours a day, every day, no matter what was happening, it's that. That's diapers. How does a, a human, even a small one, poop that often? I poop like maybe twice a day. Every hour and a half there's poop? I mean, that's maybe an exaggeration, but it feels like every 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes there's poop? That's canon. Every time the, you, you pick up the baby, you have to look, and the diapers have a magical strip on the outside that tell you if it's wet in there or not. How does it do that? If the strip is blue, you gotta go peel that bad boy open and go through the whole process. You know how boys have penises. penises. When you're a baby, it's sort of always aimed in the same direction because it's, you know, you're a baby, you're growing. And that direction when they're on their back to change a diaper is up towards my face. Uh-huh. And he thinks it's just the coolest thing ever to pee when there's no diaper on because then you can see what kind of range you can get on it. Uh-huh. And the minimum distance is... My face, but the <laughs> maximum has yet to be discovered. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I hope you guys figure it out. Let us know what the record is. Dude, change the baby upside down, stupid. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I gotta get one of those baby swings where you hang them face down <laughs> over a bucket and then you do the change. Why haven't they invented like a baby urine condom? I'm sorry. I'm going to retract the statement the moment it came out of my mouth. <laughs> what? Well, you know, I was thinking about doing a whole episode where I told the story of uh, James's birth and all the tribulations of that, but you reminded me just now why maybe I shouldn't talk about him around you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> baby urine condom. Uh-huh. You know something to protect you from the baby. <laughs> it's like an adult urine condom except for babies. <laughs> It's some kind of fabric or cloth that you put around the waist of the baby and covers the entire... <laughs> You'd think they'd have some idea. Like, when I became an uncle, my very first nephew, when he was born, I was only, like, 10 years old. And I remember my older brother going to change his diaper. And, like, the moment you open the diaper and, like, for some reason, when you're at least a baby boy and your nether regions are exposed to, like, cooler air, you just piss. And I remember him just, like, the fucking line of urine just like a fire hose gone awry and my brother and the chair he was sitting on, which was my grandpa's favorite chair, just getting covered in that line of pee. It's a rite of passage. Yeah. You want to rear a baby man? <laughs> uh, you have to you have to duel with the onslaught of piss. And for everyone at home, that is the correct usage of the word rear. <laughs> Just so you know. I thought you were about to question my use of onslaught, but that's that is no, the correct use of also piss. Correct, <laughs> correct use of piss, onslaught, the of <laughs> many, many correct words were said today. Them's good words. Podcast. Them's good words. <laughs> Some sweet words coming out of my mouth. Less good words from Wade, but overall our record is good. What do you mean? I live in the Midwest. Mine's good words here. Anyway, look, we're kind of getting off topic here. How much have you been pissed on in 2023? That's the question we're all dying to hear the Specifically answer. Specifically by babies or by like anyone? Any pee. Zero. Pee on yourself. Zero pee. No, no drips? No drips. Perfect record every time. No accidental split streams? Uh, self pee. Um, self pee. Probably at least once. Wait, 2023? Nuns. 2022? Nuns. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember 2022. Probably a couple times between dogs and myself. You know, we're getting older. Oh, we are getting older. That's a good point. Which brings me to the topic for today. <laughs> You're, yeah, no, we're getting older. That's, that's the topic. Uh, usually I say what I'm about to say at the beginning of an episode when I host, but I forgot. So I'll just say that if you're new here, 
Uh, we don't exclusively talk about babies and how they like to pee on you. Uh, normally what we do is it's sort of like a show with like a game to it. Some kind of like gamey show. Mm. Well, there's a word for that. Yeah. Uh, I am the host, which means that I uh, won the last episode. Hooray for me. Right. And that means that I get to be the host, judge, jury, and executioner today while my friends Mark and Wade compete to earn points in a game of my own invention Unluckily for them, the points are made up and literally could not matter less when I am the host. But still, we have points. And uh, the topic for today, lads, it's not technically that we're getting older, but it is memory. Mm. Huh? Oh, God. Ah, yeah. My worst, my worst attribute. And I don't mean computer stuff, RAM or hard drives or whatever. I mean human memory, okay. most specifically. There was an incident recently where one of us, not me, uh, repeated a topic that we are. Well, I think it was Wade who was host. I don't and, remember uh, that. His, There's no his way. topic for the episode we had already talked about before. No, no, my, it was very different. It was uh-huh. bad habits versus uh-huh. the worst habits. It was not good bad habits. No, it was good bad habits. Yeah, that was it. It wasn't just bad habits. Good bad. See, I didn't remember what they were. It wasn't bad. Ha- it was good habits. Good. But they were bad. Yeah, yeah. It good, was like if bad, bad habits, habits, but they were nice guys. Yep. No, the subreddit was very clear, Wade. We already talked about that topic, okay? And I know... We hadn't talked about all of that. It was different. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we're getting older, okay? And our memory is starting to go. And this isn't what I want to talk about for the whole episode, but do you guys know how human brain memory works? Do you have any... Uh, like ideas about do, this do you i mean i don't but i looked. have up... you discovered something new i don't know how any memory works i looked up some information about how you know medical scientists and researchers think it works currently but i'm just curious do you guys know anything or have any like even if it's a totally made up theory about how our brains store specific memories like they're like their little video clips or something ah uh, does it mesmerize mm, you as much as it does me i don't know off the top of my head any kind of specifics i know it has something to do with establishing neural pathways the hippocampus uh short-term long-term memories neurotransmitters buzzwords yeah i yeah. love buzzwords i don't think about these things too often. i have this weird Good. thing i have this weird attribute where i feel like if i think about my heart beating like i'll take mental control over it and i'll stop it or if i <laughs> think about memory then I'll access how my brain remembers stuff and like somehow accidentally shut it off. Think about your heart. Like think I'm afraid I'm going to find <laughs> the power think button. Think about emptying your bowels. <laughs> your bowels are about to empty. You're going to release all control of your Stop bowels. Stop it! I'm going to poo. Your bowels. <laughs> your your bowels are as slack as the jaws of the yokels listening to you explain your mind control powers. <laughs> you know how like you don't think about like swallowing your own saliva, but every now and then you like take a swallow and you like be mentally like aware that you swallowed, and then like all of a sudden you feel like you have to keep doing it. Did you guys watch the movie Gamer? Yeah. Oh, good movie. This is another Wade stealing. Classic. This is another Wade stealing something right out of a movie. That's how the end. I'm gonna spoil it for everybody, but that's how the movie the Gamer ended with was it was his name. Gerard Butler. Uh, Gerard Bootler. Gerard Bootler making uh, Dexter think, don't think about stabbing yourself. That was literally it. <laughs> and I'd like to think that's how he controlled everyone. Like, don't poop your pants. Don't stab that guy. Don't shoot him. Don't do it. Literally, just like he was about to try to kill him, but he couldn't. And he's like, I'm thinking about just going into your neck. And Dexter's all like, Ugh. And then he's dead. The name is like Castle in that movie. It's not Dexter. But yeah. <laughs> it's Dexter, you know, Dexter. Like Simon Castle or something. Was, how do you know that name? Because I liked that movie. I was one of the few people who actually enjoyed that movie. He's, he so you the whole, did like, steal it from that movie. You admit Not it. intentionally. Everything's you... from a stupid movie. We've gotten so meta that now you're even calling me out for stealing crap from movies. <laughs> I did like the dance scene. Though. I'm sorry. When Bob prompted a question, my first thought wasn't, oh, you know what I want to do? Plagiarize the 2009 <laughs> movie Gamer. You know what year it came out? I, I looked it up. No, okay, okay. Right, okay. I was about to say. Because I wanted to make sure it was the movie I was thinking of. Because I was like, oh, you mean the movie with Gerard Butler and uh, I forget the guy, the actor's name. You know, Dexter slash Castle. I remember his in, in, in show name. Wade slowly builds the case against himself that he actually is plagiarized. Like, you mean 2009 <laughs> movie Gamer? Sorry, Gerard Butler, written by Reed Salvatin? That movie? <laughs> My friend from high school, Reed Salvatin, wow. who I hung out with while he wrote the movie? 
Michael C. Hall plays Dexter and Ken Castle. Not Simon, it's Ken Castle, apparently. Right, right, right. Ken Castle. Simon's another character in the show. I just combined them into one person. His name's Dexter Guy. Dexter Guy. Dexter Guy. Sorry. They rebooted that, didn't they? And I don't know if it was good. I don't know either because they didn't I put didn't it. Hear about they that. didn't put it on normal people TV. They put it on you have to pay to access TV. So that's how it was before. What do you mean? Oh well, how did I watch it? <laughs> <laughs> you pirated! You did it! Arrest that man! <laughs> I don't think so. I never pirate stuff. Uh, how'd you see it then? How'd you see it? They must have put it on like a different they thing for a little while or something. Maybe I. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> you know, that voice is actually from uh, episode 38 of Gmod Prop Hunt with Mark, Bob, and Wade. Uh, <sighs> You're right. I'm plagiarizing there. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Look, I, I I posed the question initially, how does memory work? And uh, Wade was talking about how he poops his pants or something. Uh, but I don't know how memory works either. It's very complicated. It has something to do with all those words you said, Mark. Big big chains of very specific uh, uh, neurons fire, and when they fire again, it like recalls the memory. It sounds like wizard shit to me, uh -huh. honestly. Like, I know you know there's a bunch of smart neurologists and neurosurgeons researching this, but. <laughs> there was a new study, and there's an article printed about it in March of last year, 2022 now, where they discovered there are two types of cells that are involved in memory. There's one type called soft boundary cells, and the other type is called hard boundary. All of this stuff sounds made up. It sounds like a middle schooler has tried to explain his way out of a science quiz he didn't prepare for. But uh, suffice to say, it's complicated. Uh -huh. But... No one cares how little we know about science. The reason I'm interested in this for today's purposes is I want to know what are some of your very earliest memories of your own life? Because like you'll, you see, you know, online or in news stories where people will be like, I remember my own birth, but I don't know about that. <laughs> be to doubt. But like, I remember stuff from when I was, when I had to be three years old. And I don't know if that's like impressively young or if I suck and you should remember stuff from earlier than that. But I have memories from a house that we lived in and moved out of before I turned four. They're vague, but they're there. <clears throat> memories of me doing stuff, me on my little scooter on the back patio thing. And there was like a neighbor in the backyard that had dogs that I liked. And there was a big rock in front of the house you could like climb on. Stuff like that. How far back do your guys' memories go? And do you need a moment to think about it? Nope. No, I've got a couple of memories that come to mind. That was quick. Well, I mean, I, all I gotta do is think about it and be like, what do I remember? And I remember it. I just opened that drawer in my brain and there they are. Oh, we should talk about memory palaces as part of this episode as well. But mm. I want to hear some personal stories. Give the one you want to lead with a title and I'll pick who goes first. Oh, man. It's hard to title fragmented early onset memories, but I'll try. Uh, really sensationalize it. I, I... I got it. Yeah, I got one, I guess. The boy in the shadows at the top of the stairs. Ooh, spooky. You're gonna have these one day. Ooh, don't like what that implies. I'm I'm, uh, I'm more worried about Wade's and intrigued about Mark, so I guess you get to go first, Mark, and you win the points. Yes, all right. I always give out Tricked when we do you. titles and Tricked stuff. Because you. Like, you mentioned shadows and stairs. We know Bob always goes for those. Yes. Tricked you. You know I love spooky stuff. There's really nothing to it. Uh, so I think I've talked about my first, first memory just in casual passing. I swear we didn't have an episode about it. I, I swear. <laughs> I swear, Bob. I swear. Oh, we checked. There's no way. But my first memory was, was me getting my fingers 
rolled up in a window. And that was like my first memory. But my next memory is a time jump because it's all of a sudden in a different house. I knew we were like in a different place because the driveway where I got my fingers rolled up was a different place than the house that I was at later. It's driveway. I remember for some reason, I think it was my third birthday, but I was standing at the top of the stairs. And this is weird because it goes from me rolling my fingers in the window to this moment. That's what I can recall. And even like when I was a kid, I was kind of like curious about the fact that I didn't remember anything before this. I kind of fixated on it in my head. But I was standing at the top of the stairs on my third birthday or maybe fourth birthday. I can't quite remember. And I was wearing a Power Rangers shirt and no pants. And I was at the top of the stairs because I was eagerly waiting the moment that I could go downstairs and make excited noises that it was my birthday. Now, the fascinating thing about this is clearly I have memory before this because I know my birthday is an exciting time. Why do I know my birthday is an exciting time and yet I have no memory of a prior birthday before that? Right? Yeah. It's my one of my first memories. My previous memory was not my birthday, but I know enough as a kid and I I like achieve consciousness in this moment and yet still have the memories that apply to this moment of my excitement, my eagerness, and in fact it is my excitement probably that makes it one of the formative memories because I don't really remember much after that. You know, it's kind of like loosey-goosey to my next few memories. But it's just that defining moment. It's like, how do I know? I hadn't had a birthday for a year. It must have either been when I was two years old and don't have any recollection of, and yet, I'm more excited than I've ever been in my life at that point for my birthday. Such that I remember standing at the top of the stairs in the shadows with my Power Rangers shirt, no pants, and I was just like, oh, can't wait to go down there. <laughs> Is it possible at that time you remembered a birthday, but now you've forgotten it? No, because I, I remember remembering that memory as a kid when I was like four or five. I thought back, you know, because you don't have many memories to look back on when you're young. But I remember looking back and I remember thinking about that. Like, how did I know? How? Little me. How the fuck did I know that? How the fuck? <laughs> in my, in my very generously, what I'll call my research preparing for this, I learned a little bit actually about exactly what you're talking about, Ooh. which is the concept of neuroplasticity. Mm, love that. Ooh. Which sounds uh, probably something that people have heard. It's kind of a big topic these days in like brain health. Like there's all these apps that are like, play these mini games for 10 minutes a day. It'll improve your neuroplasticity. Mm. But basically when you're a kid, like, like you even said this, kids don't have a lot of reference, right? They don't have a lot of experience. So as you're learning, you know, as you're learning language, as you're learning vocabulary words, you're creating concepts in your brain. When you're that age, you probably had the concept of a birthday and you probably had the feeling of excitement, the emotion you clearly understood because kids get excited. Kids know what that feeling is. Mm -hmm. You had a bunch of simple concepts, probably yeah. more than just birthday that applied to the situation you were in, mm -hmm. but you had never theoretically, and maybe I'm explaining it wrong, but at that point you hadn't really connected them to the concept of your birthday, like happening, right? Yeah. The more experience you get in life, the older you get, the less uh, neuroplasticity your brain has, meaning the less flexible your neural pathways become, things become set. Your idea of what a birthday is, what your birthday is, and what it means is more set because, you know, maybe you had a really bad one when you were 12 years old, or maybe you had a really, really good one you remember from your early 20s where it was a crazy party, whatever. You have all these things that continue to connect to what was originally just sort of like one concept, limited set of neurons that, you know, comprise the concept of a birthday for you. Yeah. But so you, that must have been a moment where your brain made a new connection, added some kind of, added a pathway to the cluster of neurons that is a birthday. And it was like a formative thing for you because you connected it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I, that is a thing, right? Because all of us sort of have that. You can have memories of things, of like concepts, without ever having a specific memory where you were doing the thing you're remembering. And it is weird when that happens because you have all this stuff that will just connect in your brain completely outside of your control. Yeah, it, it's like scary for some people to, for most things of consciousness, which, you know, who knows how many things of that are self-conscious in the world out there. It's a debatable subject. Um, but there's a scary concept of like, you 
as a conscious being, having not full agency, and I kind of want to talk about this later, but I'll save it so Wade can tell his dumb, stupid stories. Thanks. Uh, and get some whatever points he's going to not really <laughs> earn or whatever. Ah. Uh, but this concept of like, the not it's not the bicameral mind because it's a different concept but just like are we really alone in our head or are we really who we think we are in our head you know that whole concept i want to talk about that but i'll save it for later interesting mm -hmm. i'm into this good discussion good story thank you i'm also a bit surprised you guys talk about neuroplasticity being in california you know plastic's not great for the environment so we should change it to like neuro stainless steel city or neuro bamboo city Neurobiodegradable hempicity. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Our hempsitude. Uh, that is pretty prevalent in California, you know, I gotta admit. Yeah, well. You guys don't even give out bags at the store anymore, so I figured, you know, at least you should probably change your terminology also. Get rid of plastic from that, too. There are bags at the store, and I know for a fact that some of the Kroger's in Ohio also charge you money for the bags at the store. Mm. We don't talk about them. Uh-huh. So you're the same. Basically, you're living in California, except all you have is the bags at the grocery store and nothing else good. Uh, so take that. Anyway, good story, Mark. You definitely earned some points, and I'm definitely writing them down in my points journal. Thank you. I know you are. I appreciate that. My my password-protected points diary. Yes. Actually. But wait, what was your title? It was, um, you're going to have these. Uh, do, your, do your thing. You're going to have these one day. But I actually thought of an earlier memory mm. while Mark was talking. So I, actually, I can go back even further, I guess, by a little bit. I'll allow it. All right. I guess, should I come up with a new title for the earlier memory, too? <laughs> you give us some context. Yeah, good. Unless you just uh, want to reuse the same title, despite how disconnected it may be, I guess. Uh, don't ever come back here. Hmm. Dude, your childhood sounds scary. Yeah, it was. I don't know what happened to you. I don't know. I feel bad, I guess. Well, okay, the original one, the you're going to have these one day, was literally just adult teeth. I remember my dad brushing his teeth. And I, like, lost the tooth. <laughs> Uh, and I, I remember going into like the bathroom, I'd lost the tooth and my dad was brushing his teeth and I like, was like, when do you lose your teeth? And he's like, oh, you're going to have adult teeth one day that don't fall out. That's it. That's the memory. <laughs> it wasn't much. Fascinating. But the older one, I've probably talked about this on the show. I don't remember. But the first day I got my own bedroom, I had like car water bed. It was like a race car water bed. Classic. Like, made for a kid. Iconic. And I went to sleep in it the first night. And I don't know what I had seen or read or whatever at this point in my life, but I remember like laying down to sleep and I saw shadows on the wall of Dracula, the Wolfman, and uh, Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> and I got up from that bed and I bolted full speed down the stairs, jumped in the bed between my parents. And I think until I was like, four or five years old, I literally refused to sleep in that bed again. I just stayed in the bed with my parents or my mom after my parents had split because I was terrified of those shadows and the fact that they were coming to get me. Oh, I've had I've had similar things where it's like dreams have chased me outside of the dream and I see them. It's something about it like a kid's brain is it's easier for them to see those things or to almost hallucinate as a child because maybe you just don't have as much of a grip on your own reality as you think you do as a kid. I and mean, everything is just like you haven't built in your filters to to filter out all the the demons that show up in your dreams i just unlocked another memory thinking about this oh he's chaining i think he's going back I, yeah I keep, this keeps happening now it's like assassin's creed <laughs> well i was thinking to myself like how would i have known about those things like at such a young age but i remember my grandparents have well they had a cabin down in kentucky and we had all these like older books i guess like um they had one about like basically like movie monsters like the monster from the black lagoon and stuff and i'm assuming that book i must have looked at it when i was young and like seen pictures and that's where i got the images for the silhouettes of these characters it had to have been from that particular book that's the only thing i could think of and my brain immediately took me there whenever i was like where would i've even seen them and it was just like remember that book with the monster from the black lagoon so I guess I answered that question. That's pretty interesting. That's weird. I I have not thought about that book. Oh man, I can't remember the last time I would have thought about you that. You okay, man? You seem like you seem devastated at this news, and I, <laughs> I'm like, you all right? Well, I don't want to go into all of the chain of memories, but like that reminded me of like my grandma tucking me in down there in the cabin, and like we had these books, Aww. the something house of Richard Scary, or something. I don't remember what it was called, the crazy town of Richard Scary. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on, I'm gonna Google that. <laughs> uh, something uh, the house, Downton House of Scary Lane, House of Richard. Scary. It was like a little. Wow. I don't remember what Richard's Richard Scary is, but it's a, it's like a mouse hamster thing. I remember Richard Scary. 
Richard Scary's best house ever is in a YouTube video. The busy world of who is Richard Scary? Yeah, who is this it's man? Some little like hamster thing with like a red hat. I think it looks like <laughs> a think? worm. What? It looks like a, a worm driving an apple car, Wade. No, there's a hamster. No, Bob. Uh, are you talking about the book? Is this the house of Mistress Mouse? Oh wait, Richard Scary is the author. Oh, there's a thing called like the busy world of Richard Scary, and like the character on the front's like a hamster thing that's who uh, i picture when i think of richard scary as a okay. hamster dude uh-huh see what i mean like my brain just went and brought back richard scary out of nowhere and i remember like reading that with my grandma when i was a toddler all these images of this book series are like triggering things in my deep memory as well i must have read these or something yeah what are, what's happening to us these are very memorable images that I have no memory of. <laughs> I'm not getting the same memory blast from these things. I apologize. Oh. I just wasn't wasn't as gifted as you. I feel bad for you. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you had to be very gifted to have family that read you this particular child's novel. I was very poor <laughs> as a young'un. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Too poor for Richard Couldn't Scary. Couldn't afford Got like, it. books, let alone paper. Uh-huh. Had to draw our own books in the dirt. They would entertain us for hours till the wind blew it over. This also brings back memories of random books I don't remember reading, but I know I did. I know I had, like, a, I read a book, like, something Stella Luna. I remember um, something with, like, a brown bear and a snake that eats itself. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I just love the library of children's books. <laughs> in your head. Pull out one of those big cardboard picture books, like uh, something about a brown bear and a snake that eats itself. I don't know. See what's in me. Those are two separate books, but my brain. You talking the Ouroboros? Like, you talking the Ouroboros? <laughs> I didn't know Ouroboros as a kid. No, yeah, it was a snake that eats itself. Yeah, that's, uh, that'd be the Ouroboros. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was a snake that kept eating like everyone it came across that eventually ate its own tail and like ate itself or something. Oh, you're talking about the old lady that ate a frog to eat the fly. In a hole in the wall in the bottom of the sea. Okay, yep. Well, that very interesting memory chain, Wade. I don't have any scientific nuggets regarding what you've just done, but it's funny how that works. Brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? That's the book. There you go. Look, Just look up brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? Brown bear, brown bear. Brown bear, brown bear needs to see a chiropractor. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with this? Why is there a meme of this brown bear? Oh, he does need to see a chiropractor. Yeah. Holy jeez! Oh, poor brown bear's Bro. back. Oh man! Oh god! Something bad happened. Man! Brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? I think it's a truck. Ah! I can't remember. It hit me head on though. Oh god. man! I used to be like eight feet long. <laughs> now I got double humpback and bottom head. Ah, the poor bear. Oh man, that's rough. Yeah. Bottom head. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, it's heads at the bottom. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think the spine goes it. through the belly of the bear. Oh, there. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> God, hit so hard, my spine moved to the front of me. <laughs> God, front spine, bottom head. Oh, God. But yeah, you remember that book? I don't know if that one rings any bells. I remember reading that. I definitely remember the picture and definitely probably read that book or had it read to me at the library in elementary school or something. Yeah. Oh, well, that's my chain of memories. You guys could take over before I think of something else weird. I enjoyed that. I have to say, I sometimes find that on, on the episodes of this podcast, you can invent your own tangents and then go off on them. And they, you know, they may be entertaining, but they may or may not be related to anything. That was a very topical, entertaining uh, a chain of personal uh, discovery and remembering. I like that. Points. Probably more points than Mark even got. Ah, you. damn it. I deserve it. Probably. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's Schrodinger's points. We don't know how many they are or what that means until I... Oh, God. Poke holes in the box. <laughs> I want to talk about splitting someone's brain in half. Uh, Yeah. Well, so that's... I was going to say that. Good, good story, Wade. I appreciate that. Mark, what was that thing you want to talk about? Bah, the splitting of the brain. That's not what I remember it sounding. I, what did you, you want to talk the, about? The, like the, the two people in the brain? Yeah, the yeah. Well, that's the, the bike. No, I said bicameral mind. That's a different concept. Uh-huh. Slightly. Did I ever tell you that we used to have a slice of human brain and glass that we had in our house? What happened in your house? 
Who made it? Was it someone in your household that made that, or did you procure it from somewhere? I have no idea where it came from. How someone donated like their brain to science, and somehow like a slice of it ended up in our house. I you were science. The, the science My people were like, "This laboratory gets a slice." Like the Mayo Clinic gets a slice, Wade's mom gets a slice for science. We, my grandparents had, my mom's parents had this like table that had like different like coral and stuff on it, and like model pirate ships. And then there was just this like glass square that had like a half inch slice of human brain in it. <laughs> Great. It was on oh. there with the coral and oh. the pirate. It was your mantelpiece. Honey, do you remember that road trip? We were at the we were at the morgue in, in Salem, Mississippi. And they just had slices of brain in the gift shop. And we were like, whoa! What a great trinket to bring home. I have got to ask and figure out the story of the brain slice. I don't right. know where it came from or why we had it. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. Well, you didn't think to ask about that until now. <laughs> so it, was, it was normal for me growing up. Yeah. We had one, so I thought everyone did. Got you grab a grass house. You were like, lighthouse statue, statue of liberty, a brain slice. Good stuff. Great collection. <laughs> when you're a kid, you just take that stuff for like, they're like, oh yeah, this is coral from the deep sea. This is a slice of human brain. This is a model pirate ship. And you're just like, oh, I, cool. Uh, did you hear the song as a child? One, one of these things is not like the other. One of these <laughs> things just doesn't belong. You know? The coral looked creepier than the brain. Like that stuff wasn't behind glass. You could just touch it. Uh. Child Wade, they're like, this is coral from the ocean. Ah, get away from me. This is a slice of a human brain. Oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could hold it. It was in glass. It was safe. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So the split brain procedure was an actual thing uh -huh. that maybe still happens to this day i don't know but i, I want to ask does, but go on i want to it does i believe it's potentially used as a very dramatic and sort of last ditch effort as a treatment for certain types of seizure disorders but that's kind of a guess that i kind of know is maybe true Fascinating. but go on okay so first off i want to ask you guys do you have a dominant eye yes okay which one is it left okay left for me as well because it's my left as well are you all right-handed? No. Yes. Okay, not right-handed. All right, so... I, well, I'm mixed. Mixed. Mixed-handedness. I do... Uh... Pick one! Okay, all right. That's not the point of this. Oh, okay. I want you guys to try to look out of your other eye and focus out of that other eye without closing your dominant eye. Like you're looking at oh. something... And then try to look out of your other eye. Don't like that. Yeah. It's weird, yeah, it's right? It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, <laughs> right? So there was an experiment done in 1978. Michael, G I'm not going to pronounce that name because I'm going to get it wrong. Buble? Nope. Come on, pronounce it. I, I kind of don't want to. You want some points, don't you? Michael C. Hall, who plays Dexter. Here, I'll write, I'll type it into the chat and you. Oh, that's, I don't, I see what you're worried about, but that's fine. Well, okay, anyway, oh. discovered a unique phenomenon among split brain patients who were asked to perform a simultaneous concept task. So this patient was shown two pictures, one of a house in wintertime and one of a chicken's claw or foot. The picture were positioned so that we, they would exclusively be seen in only one visual field of the brain, right? The winter house was positioned so it would only be seen in the patient's left visual field, which corresponds to the brain's right hemisphere, and the chicken's claw or foot was placed so it would be only seen in the patient's right visual field, which corresponds to the brain's left hemisphere. So there is like some switching that goes on in the brain. Everything's crisscrossed, whatever. A series of pictures was placed in front of the patients. And then they asked the patient to choose a picture with their right hand and a picture with their left hand. The paradigm was set up so the choices would be obvious for the patients. A snow shovel is used for shoveling a snowy driveway for the wintry house. So the series of pictures was associated with the pictures, but they were not the pictures themselves. Okay. So a chicken's head correlates to the chicken's claw right? The other pictures do not in any way correlate to the two original pictures, right? So one is like, this is definitely related to one of these pictures. The other picture they show is not related to either of them. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. There's a right and wrong answer. In the study, a patient chose the snow shovel with his left hand and a, in his right hand chose the chicken's head. Okay. So this is complicated to, to get. 
they're showing only one image to one side of the brain and one image to the other side of the brain. One side of the brain cannot know what is in the other picture because that side of the brain has been separated in this experiment. Physically disconnected. Physically right? disconnected. Like sliced mm -hmm. apart. So the left and right hemisphere cannot share information across the gap if there's a physical separation of the brain and the information is put into only one side of the hemisphere, right? So when the patient was asked why he had chosen the pictures he had chosen, the answer he gave was the chicken claw goes with the chicken head and this, you need a snow shovel to clean out the chicken shed. Hmm. They saw in both eyes the chicken's claw and a snowy house. They came up with a justification of why the snow shovel was necessary for the chicken shed instead of the wintry house. So the, mm. the, the idea behind this is, wouldn't it be obvious that the shovel goes with the winter house? For people with an intact corpus callosum, the bridge, it would be obvious, but not for a split brain patient. Both the winter house and the shovel are being projected to the patient from his left visual field. So his right hemisphere is receiving and processing the information. And this input is completely independent of what's going on in the right visual field, which is in the left hemisphere, which involves chicken claw and the head. The information is being processed in the left hemisphere. The brain's left hemisphere is primarily responsible for interpreting the meaning of the sensory input it receives from both fields. However, the left hemisphere has no knowledge of the winter house. It has no knowledge at all. Because it has no knowledge of the winter house, it must invent a logical reason for why the shovel was chosen. Since the only objects it works with are the chicken claw on the head, left hemisphere interprets the meaning as choosing the shovel as it is an object necessary to help the chicken which lives in a shed, therefore the shovel is used to clean. The right brain knew why. The left brain had to make up a reason why. They did another experiment where it was like the left side brain was told to give the right hand something else for a reason, a specific reason. The right hemisphere was given information that was different and it was said something else. And when the patient was handed something from the left hand to the right hand or vice versa, I can't remember which one it was, he was asked why he did that. And he made up a reason that was not pertaining to the instruction given to the left side of the brain. Weird. Exactly. It is weird. All of this is kind of like this idea that there is a dual consciousness in your brain. The left and right side of the brain have different responsibilities, but they are mirrored in a way and they do share information. And one of this theory is that there is a conscious speaking, thinking part of your head that is the voice in your head and is the, you know, speaking self and kind of like what you think is yourself. But there is another silent passenger inside your mind that is almost locked in, trapped, can only do some background thinking, is never acknowledged, is never a part of anything, may not even be aware of itself or you aware of it. And it is riding along in your life. And if you split your brain in half, you can separate the two so that they stop sharing information with each other and you kind of reveal the existence of this dual consciousness inside your mind. That's some real shiver down my spine, get out kind of shit going on. Mm -hmm. Body aching all the time. Oh, what? what? Sorry, I thought... I don't even know what that was referring to. I know, I know. That's you a said song, right? down my yeah. spine. I thought you were going with yeah, Queen there, but you weren't. Uh, I wasn't. Okay. Uh, I like the idea. I mean, I don't like the idea, but that, that gives me the idea of basically the opposite of what you were saying, that there's a there's another consciousness inside of you that is completely trapped. And it is, unless that brain surgery is done where it's severed from the part that gets to sense and interact with reality, that it's, it's just in there and there's a consciousness screaming into the void that no one listens to and that just you just carry with you for the duration of your life. Uh-huh. Creepy. I hate that. Yep. Happy times. There also is a theory that you as the voice in your head is the passenger and not the actual agent because there's kind of this idea where you can say in your head all the things you want to do. You can mm. like, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to get up and exercise. But you don't have any control over doing it because you cannot do those things. If you're on a diet, you can say like, I'm not going to eat this. And then you find out you're just stuffing it down your face because you didn't have any agency on it. You only gave suggestions. Therefore, you are the silent passenger. What you think is yourself is just the silent passenger, but it's such a cohesive system that you don't really know the difference. I don't know. That removes a lot of accountability for your decision making. Well, you still have the ability to make decisions. Yes. Just... I didn't kill him. I'm just the silent passenger. That's not what I was <laughs> saying. No, I have to tell them that we killed him. 
Mm. I don't care if you want me to keep it a secret. I don't care if you think I promised. <laughs> well, you can't talk out loud. That's a ton of it. I wouldn't kill him this time. You said to behave. The, the <laughs> idea being that you still have morals across both sides of your brain, but each one is a participant. No, no, I'm the only moral one. The other one's not moral <laughs> at all. Why does one of them have an accent? Yeah, why is one of them the, the family that owns the pizzeria across the street from <laughs> Star Planet Express ship in Futurama? Oh, I've got Dragon Ball Z abridged in my head from where I I stole that voice. Oh, well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, no, I like that, though. I, I, I'm I, a very moral person. Like, what do you mean? You only do shitty things. Well, the silent inside me has a lot of morals, but he doesn't get to talk. Mm. Yeah, don't do that. So, uh, yeah. It's rude. Oh, yeah. You, and, and also, it's kind of like in that same vein is like the intrusive thoughts in your head. Which are those? Are those you, the real you? Is this a silent passenger coming along and being like, yeah, kill him, kill him, do it now. Can I just say that this is deeply upsetting me and honestly giving me a bit of an existential crisis. I don't know if any, if you guys are feeling that or if any listeners will feel that, but like, this is the kind of, you know, philosophical discussion that I find really fascinating and also makes me question my entire reality in real time. That's what Distractable is all about. I feel like both my brains are in unison. So if I'm screaming internally, I don't know it. I'm okay. But it does make me wonder. So it didn't prompt that dread in me, but it did prompt the question of, is there any truth to like, it matters which ear you hold a phone to when you're talking on the phone? You have a dominant ear, but it because it's, it's sound less about is... the hearing and more about like you're more like capable of i don't know listening and like being rational and sympathetic with one side versus like i, I don't know i remember like hearing that so something about it it's, you're referencing like the left brain right brain sort of yeah like of, does it of how your brains uh, processes things yeah like one side you're like oh you're really intently listening if you're holding your phone to this here whereas the other one's like oh okay you're multitasking and that's the secondary thing is if it's in that ear it's actually it's an interesting train of thought but it's it works a little differently i'm not 100 sure about the ears but i think they're less biased to one side or either but your eyes so a lot of people think your left eye goes to your left side brain or right side brain what happens is your left eye has two visual fields in that one eye a left Left visual field and a right visual field and your right eye has the same thing and it takes the right and left and it mixes them together outside of each eye when it goes to the thing so each eye independently has two visual fields that get sent to the different sides of the brain but one eye has both so one ear gets sent to both sides of the brain right does that make sense? Yeah, I didn't know you had dominant ears. I guess it makes sense. You, you, you do. You kind of just like you have a favorite ear that you kind of lean towards. But same as you have a favorite eye you default to. Hearing is less, though, because you kind of need to have hearing 360 degrees around you able to pick up locations anywhere. So your left ear can still pick up sounds from the right side. It's just because it's attenuated differently based on the reverberations from the left side of your body and position to it. It uses that in the calculations to know where it is, just as it does your right ear getting it closer. So it uses both to calculate where the sound is positioned and what the sound's quality is. So it kind of uses both all the time. It's less of a favorite than it is your eyes. I'm, I'm paraphrasing stuff that I looked up a long time ago. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I think that's how it works. I believe you. Thank you. We here at Distractable take everything we say as fact. That's some good existential crises. That's definitely a lot of points there. Good. I got an update, by the way. I got brain in the glass update. All right. Okay. I texted my mom and I was like, why did we have brain in glass? And the answer, <laughs> my older brother and sister's dad had it. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Why is she questioning? So there we go. Uh, because it was already in the family. That's why we had it. All what right. a definitive answer. Passed down from generations. Great. Anyway, well, now I know why we had it. Because someone else in the family had it. Because we already did. Great. That's the answer. So that's your brain and glass update, everyone. I know you're all waiting with bated breath. And now you can relax with masturbated breath. Huh? Ah. Huh? I, I appreciate that connection, I guess, but also very uneasy about it. More uneasy about that or having a person of you trapped inside your own brain? Different types of uneasiness, if I'm honest. I don't want to have masturbated breath, but also not until you try it. terrified I have a trapped passenger who I'm torturing with my mere existence. <clears throat> Those are kind of different things. Dude, the brain is crazy. Can I just say, I saw an article. This is not necessarily pertinent to anything we're talking about, but one of the one of the problems with the brain, the human brain, and figuring out what the hell is going on with that is that it's really hard to image. 
my very rudimentary understanding is that it's really hard to image anything inside like the surface of the brain. It's hard to like 3D image. You know, you see all these graphical representations of like the brain filled with neurons and they're all zip zapping to each other. And that's an artist's made up imaginary brain. We can't actually do that very well. But there was a team of researchers that apparently genetically modified zebra fish to have uh, fluorescent material in their like neurons, in the tissue of their neurons, basically. Mm -hmm. The way that fluorescent material is often used in imaging is it will be injected, right? So you could see people's arteries and veins and whatever. If you inject dye and then you take a scan, you can see where the dye goes and it will show you a more uh, higher resolution image of stuff that's inside of them. But I guess probably injecting, you know, iodine goop into your brain is not great for it. But they genetically modified these fish so that the synapses have some kind of naturally fluorescent material on them. And that has allowed them to get some more interesting sort of advanced scans. Unfortunately, zebrafish brains are not very similar to humans, mainly because they're tiny, I would imagine. But yeah, no, it's, it's a tough thing. But the brain is so fascinating. How do we remember all this stuff? I don't know. Well, the brain's been developing for millions of years, whereas we've only been understanding brain for years. Some years. But yeah, so that leads me sort of in a roundabout way to my next question. I really appreciate your earliest memories. But do you guys have any memories that feel like they're from like a past life? Do you have any memories that are incongruous with your own life where you feel like, you know, you remember something that you definitely have never done or you feel like you have a connection to, you know, to like music or something? I don't know. Does this, I don't, you don't have to believe in past lives. If you do, I'd love to talk about it. But do you guys get what I'm saying? Do you have any memories that feel like this? That feel like they're not yours somehow? I had one, but I was able to find out the explanation for it. And then like it resolved in my brain where we're literally just, I remembered having a family friend, I think her name was Melissa, and she was like uh, a pretty blonde woman, and I remember like seeing her and whatever whenever I was a kid, and then I watched like one of the Batman, like old Batman movies, and I was like, oh my god, that's Melissa, I can't believe she was in this movie. Oh no. And it turns out my brain just like changed the person I'd met and put in an actress from a movie that I'd watched with my family when she was visiting. And my brain confused the two. So in my memories, this actress from like a Batman movie was Melissa in my memory. But that's not actually the truth. Once I saw a picture of like the actual Melissa, my brain like fixed itself. And like all the memory like was just like restored. It was very weird. Fascinating. Yeah. I have no such memories like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that was kind of a long shot. I my my where this comes from for me is I don't necessarily have any memories of like a vivid memory of something that definitely never happened to me that I feel like is someone else's. But I do get, I guess it would be called deja vu a lot, where I have like a, a pain, like it kills me inside because something happens. I'll have a life experience and in my head I'm like, I remember it's happening, but it's happening right now. But I have this deep, strong feeling like I've done this before. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I have no idea what that brain phenomenon is called. I'm sure it's very explainable by someone who, you know, knows more about the science of memory and brain and stuff. Like beyond deja vu? Beyond that? Yeah, like I have a couple really vivid ones. They're mainly attached to music for me, because I, I played tuba for a long time. I went to school sport and stuff. We've talked about that. And there are a couple performances where during the performance when I was kind of in the zone you know, performing the music, whatever it was. Uh, and they were in different contexts. So one of the memories is from like a, a band concert, like a class, you know, a classic playing marches and that sort of stuff on, on a stage concert. But a couple of them are from when I was in this funk band and we would play, you know, on the stage at outdoor festivals or uh, in, a, in bars and stuff. Like I still think about this because it was so vivid and so strong and I don't really have memories that way because we've also talked about I have aphantasia so I don't really have like strong visual oh, memories of things. I just remembered. Wait, I do have something like this. Oh, it happened just my last week. Yes, finish. Oh, Sorry. sick. I love that. Okay, well, I'm nearly at the end. But it's like while I'm performing a certain song or something happens, like I see people dancing in the audience or a, a, one of my bandmates looks at me and we like, you know, we lock eyes and do like the musician nod, something, something like that happens. And my brain is just like, we've been here before. 
and it feels like I'm remembering something that I know never happened from from someone else's life or something. It's like a strong sensation, and I'm sure it's not a memory from someone else's life. I don't really believe that, but it feels crazy. And uh, hopefully, good. Take a, take the floor, Mark. Yeah, Bring us it, home. it feels crazy because this involves you, Bob. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I have this a lot where I'll have a dream that it's it's sometimes that the dream is so real that I was convinced that it was it happened and you know you'll be in the dream and usually if I'm in trouble in the dream I'm like oh fuck I'm done for I'm dead I'm going away forever ah this is it this is gonna ruin me and then I wake up and I'm like what happened I don't even remember um, but at the moment it's like in the dream it's so real however this one was very different so Bob you and I were going to prison Sure. <laughs> and we were changing into these jumpsuits. I remember it was a very mustard yellow. You, you, you put it on. You were nervous about it. And I said to you, don't worry, because we were going away for 47 days. And I remember it very specifically. Mm. And I said, like, don't worry about it. We'll be in and out. It's not as bad. This is not a maximum security prison. I should know. I've been to prison before for 20 days. And I remember this very specifically. Mm. But it, well, I don't remember a lot about the dream of going to prison with you. I know you were there. And I know we were going there with a group of people. What I do remember is my 20 days in prison. Because in my dream, I didn't dream I was there for 20 days. I dreamed that I remembered I was there for 20 days. And so I remember being in prison for 20 days extremely specifically. The Ooh. red jumpsuits going into the cafeteria, I remember all of it. It's not like I relived it. It's not like I even dreamed it. I simply, in my dream, was like, yeah, I went to prison for 20 days. And it was so specific that I woke up and I asked Amy, have I been to prison? before for about maybe 20 days and I asked her many many times because it was so stuck in my head the dream was already fading of us like you you nervous the, the mustard yellow that's all I remember about it I remember going to bed I remember the poster that was on my wall it was like that uh, the Evil Dead 2 poster on my wall mm. I remember tossing a ball in myself I remember like talking to people I remember going outside and, and like playing basketball I remember these things I didn't live them I didn't live them in my dream. I just remember them. So the memories are baked in that I did this thing. And it's so, it's like someone inceptioned me that I went to prison. So I'm extremely convinced that I was in prison for 20 days. And this happened just last week. That's interesting. Yeah. You were in prison for 20 days last week? No. No, he just remembered it last week. Can't believe it. I remember. That would have never happened to you if you'd never left Ohio. I'm in Ohio right now. Yeah, but you'd left. It was actually because I came back to Ohio that it seemed like I was going to prison. So I need to get out of Ohio as soon as possible. Mm, you know what? That makes sense. That makes you know sense. You do need to get out as soon as possible. You're not welcome here anymore. I was just about to come back. I I was about to 93. That's fascinating because it's, well, this is a thing we've kind of talked about, I think, before, too. Was it the Mandela effect? That's the one where you remember things like the Berenstein Bears. That's, you know, where Shaquille O'Neal starred in a movie called Alakaboom <laughs> or whatever, you know, like I that stuff. I love Alakaboom. Kazam. Yeah, like that, I I wonder how related that would be because you it wasn't a thing that you collectively happened at all, the way the internet, you know, sort of works, but you in your own dream... Yeah, inception is a good word. You inceptioned your own self. Mm -hmm. And because it was in a dream and your your mind is free to just like be creative and flesh things out without having to search for, you know, what, what reality was or whatever, your brain can just fill in the details. You like have these fully formed memories memories of essentially nothing uh -huh. i love that i mean that seems incredibly dangerous if anyone ever found a way to manipulate that because you really could in a much more you know nefarious way do what they do in inception to people and control you know control people's life experience and personality in certain ways or whatever potentially but that's cool yeah that's very cool and i was there yeah you were there well, the dream one's slightly different but like the memory manipulation I, I looked it up it's kim basinger i don't know if you guys know who the actress kim basinger is Bassinger? Bassinger, Basinger. I don't know how her name is pronounced. Basinger? I'm pretty sure it's Bassinger. Well, you can let us know in the subreddit, I guess. And if you're listening, Kim, apologies. That's but who you I always think for Melissa. When I see her, I always think Melissa first because of like that memory confusion yeah i imagine it's because like i don't know that i saw them because like i said my parents split when i was really young so i remember them coming over and watching literally they watched batman and i remember watching that 
I hadn't really watched it since and I hadn't seen them since. So like that memory was like muddied and buried in my mind. And somewhere like along the way, the, the file just swapped those two in my brain. So it's like, oh, Melissa is Kim. They're the same person. I can't believe she was in Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really strange that even whenever I see like clips of that today, it's like I see I'm like, oh, Melissa or wait, that's not her name. What's her actual name? But I just always think Melissa. It's very interesting. I love it. But that's a real memory mix up. That's not from a previous life. That's when I can explain away. Which I guess is kind of like a Mandela effect type thing, right? Because like for me personally, I remember Melissa being in Batman or Kim being in our house watching Batman with us, whereas they're two separate people. I, I could not tell you what Melissa looks like. I, I actually cannot remember what she actually looks like. I just know I learned that it was not in fact her in Batman. But in my brain, she always will be. And if science allowed, this is the moment where I would jump in with the grand conclusion about how the mysteries of our brains are being slowly unraveled by the brilliant researchers easy will edit in the solution 25 <laughs> thank you will appreciate it will not to disparage neurological research because honestly you know it's come a, a relatively long way in a relatively short amount of time as far as understanding something as complex as our brains goes but man, do I wish we had a stronger understanding of how the human brain works and how memory specifically works, uh, not only because it's very fascinating and, a, and an important part of life, remembering things kind of accurately, but it would help a lot with uh, treating and hopefully curing dementia, diseases, Alzheimer's, which my grandmother had and passed away as a result of. And, uh, you know, it's... I guess the thing about this episode for me is that's probably one of my deepest personal fears is to get Alzheimer's or more generally to get dementia. Because I already, we've covered this. Uh, I have kind of a spotty memory. Oh, I do too. I'm getting older, you know, I'm getting older. We all are. And uh, I was making fun of you at the beginning, Wade, for repeating a topic. I didn't do that. I believe there was a discussion once or twice about uh, me possibly also having done that previously. Not as bad as you did it, but, you know. I don't remember anything like that. And my memory's great. Some kind of thing, you know, it just sounds familiar. I don't nah, know. Maybe nah, it didn't happen. It never You're happened. That up. Must have been a dream. Uh, but yeah, so I, I it's like one of my strongest fears because I lived, well, I didn't live with, but I lived through my grandmother going from completely normal herself for most of my life uh, to, you know, the stages of her Alzheimer's and how that affected her. It's not a pleasant disease, and it can be most unpleasant for the person who's suffering, but also the people in their lives who love them and know who they are. So, I don't know. I hope that science figures this out. I don't know if there are any huge breakthroughs on the horizon or anything, but it's a fascinating topic, and I really like your dream, Mark, where you, you formed memories in a dream that are now very vivid memories from you. Yes. And I would love to hear about memories from anyone on the internet. If you go to the subreddit, if you have memories from a past life, what your earliest memory is, any weird stuff, like if you have Mark's weird dream thing, anything, because it's fascinating. Our brains can do all kinds of weird stuff that has so little to do with reality sometimes. It's very fascinating. And thank you guys so much for your personal stories and contributing. Thank you. Of course, and if you need to help understanding the brain, just get a slice of it in some glass and you can look at it anytime you want, from any angle. Can I borrow that brain slice? Oh, it's lost. And you guys got, you got like a telescope or something I can look at it with? A telescope? Yeah. Uh, magnifying glass. Glasses. Teleglass. Telescope. Whatever. Uh, this is the point traditionally where the host, which is me, should pick a winner. Let me just take a peek. See at my a totally real and very filled in uh, points diary and put in the secret password. And if you were keeping track at home, let us know who you think the winner is. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that you make a lot of posts and be very angry about it. Why the person who ultimately wins this episode is the wrong choice. That way we'll know in the future and definitely follow your advice. Uh, looking at the points, though, I have to, I have to, on merit, give this episode to Mark. Woo! What? Woo! I did it! Ah, starting the year off weak. <laughs> I did it! I know, I know all the Wade stands are going to be very upset about that, but honestly, I was in Mark's dream. It was you know, in my dream. to your judge. That's tough competition, Wade. You had some good stories. Slice of brain. All right, well, Brown Bear and Richard Scary are going to just pack up their bags and leave your memory banks. Listen, Slice of Brain had you solidly in the lead for quite a long time there. That's 
fascinating revelation. I feel like the good half of Bob is the half that's trapped inside screaming. Yeah, my my inner prisoner is just staring sadly through my uh, eyeballs towards the screen <laughs> and, and listening in on our conversation, knowing the truth is that Wade should have won. Uh, well. But ultimately... I, Mark put me in the... I was in the story, you know? Mm -hmm. I was in Batman. Oh, wait, that was Wade's thing. It, it is weird. Like, it's 100% true. Like, I did dream just, like, last week, or maybe even sooner than that, like, in the past few days. I can't remember when it was that dream, but I could ask Amy, and you can ask Amy and confirm it. This is true. Very true story. Fascinating. Well, Wade, valiant effort, lovely stories. You have a loser speech. Happy New Year. Hope you all had a good, safe holiday season. Hopefully your New Year's starting off strong and uh, you're avoiding all those bad habits. Good bad habits or bad bad habits? The bad bad ones. Mm. That's it. Do I, do I get a winner's speech? Sorry, I, I think I just fell asleep for half a second. Oh. Unrelated to Wade, just because I haven't slept in three days. Yay, having a baby. <laughs> um, Definitely. Don't look at uh, Mark, Wade. Huh? Congratulations. Thank you for pandering and including me in your story. I appreciate that. I always love to be a guest star on the content that I'm judging. But yeah, winner speech. Everyone, while I was saying about that silent passenger inside your mind, definitely probably not true. Don't listen to anything. Any whispers inside your own mind. Don't look too deeply inside of yourself. If you stare into the uh, pit of abyss, you will might find that it stares back. So don't look too deeply into that. Thanks, me. Thanks for reminding me of that. I am once again... Uh, dreading existence and questioning my reality, but you know, in a cool way. So I appreciate that. Uh, We're like all we just always, brains and glass cases. Yes, probably true. It is true. This is probably a simulation. Your meat suit. I got the new iBone 13 case. <laughs> I can't wait till they make meat mech human replicas that you can build and paint to your own desires. My meat mech is gonna be the biggest one of all. Hell yeah! Is that an iBone? No, I got the Android. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to set this up somehow, but I just thought Mandroid also kind of works. I just think of Supernatural Mandroid. Anyway, do, do your, do your wrap-up thing. I'm just going to remember. Uh, uh, Wade's going to have memories, and I'm going to remind you to remember to make sure that you follow this podcast. We are available on the places, you know, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so on and so forth. Places where this podcast is, you just uh, hit the plus button or the check mark or whatever it is. I don't know. You know how it works, I hope. Make sure you check out our merch as well, store.distractiblepodcast.com. It's all there. Everything you might want related to the podcast. So make sure you check out Mark at Markiplier on the places, YouTube, so forth. Wade at LordMinion777 on YouTube and Minion777 on Twitch. Myself, all you have to do is Google Mark's friend Bob and all my stuff comes up. It's fact-checked by the subreddit, 100% works, way easier than trying to spell my skirm, that's for sure. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my co-hosts for being such such eager competitors on this episode. And thank you, uh, just generally, you know, thank you. Thanks, thank, thank. that's it. That's the end. We're out of here. Thank you, James, for allowing Bob to record with us. Oh, boy. Wish he allowed me to sleep more. Well, you go get Zimzy. Anyway, I can't complain about how tired I am because it's over. Podcast out. As the stork flew through the air carrying the bundle of joy, he looked down into the cherubic face of the baby James. He saw the future of the wee one anew. With a dad like Bob and uncles like Mark and Wade, there was only one thing that could be rich in his fate, that it would be cool. So join us all in congratulating Mr. and Mrs. Bob on the arrival of their new son, James. May his life be filled with the laughter and joy that his father has brought to us all over the years behind and those to come. See you next week on Distractable.